and welcome to episode number 240 of SMARTS, which, as you know, stands for... Sexagenarian may astonishingly return to superhero. <gasps> what? Oh, now I need to hear the news. I am your host, Julia Gulia of internet fame, dash podcaster, and with me, as always, is Trevor, a.k.a. Rudiger Q, podcaster. Hello. Hi. So tell us the news. So What 70-year-old is, is going to rejoin where? No, that where? would be a septagenarian. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um... What 60-year-old is going <laughs> to return to what show? Tell me, tell me. So there was a surprising report this week that the upcoming long gestating uh, Ezra Miller Flash movie um, will be playing heavily into the whole multiverse concept. Mm-hmm. There was a while there. Oh, that explains. There, there was a while there where the Flash movie was going to be some sort of loose adaptation of Flashpoint. Mm-hmm which may or may not still be the case. That's less of a multiverse story and more like a, I guess, like a alternate timeline, time travel movie, kind mm-hmm. of, if they did a fairly um, straight adaptation of it. But if they, it seems like maybe an attempt, I don't know, maybe this is being uncharitable, but one could read it as like an attempt to set themselves apart from Marvel by mm-hmm. leaning more into like the multiverse stuff. That, uh, that Warner Brothers is in active talks with Michael Keaton to return to the role of Bruce Wayne. So this is like unconfirmed, but this is this is a report in the Hollywood Reporter, and this is like one of you know the yeah. the papers of record when it comes to this sort of thing. Uh-huh. That he would be appearing. I doubt he would have any kind of costume on, but that he would be appearing as like an older Bruce Wayne um, in the Flash movie uh-huh. as a way of like setting up the whole multiverse thing like wow. kind of like how i mean it's it, it almost seems like this is exactly the same thing that the cw shows did with the crossover last year sure. right like literally getting people from past versions to come back and play the characters again yeah um but that it wouldn't necessarily be a one-time thing that they're thinking is that he would sort of take on like an ongoing nick fury kind of role like they could use him in different movies like so maybe Stop. so maybe maybe like people from awesome. different earths like maybe it becomes like the the travel between different Earths becomes a more permanent thing, or people from different Earths or timelines get stuck on the main Earth, and so that's that'd be a way of spicing things up, and that he would sort of become like a mentor figure to all the superheroes mm-hmm. in a way. So can I ask? Is this would this be in continuity? I mean, presumably this would also be in continuity with the Spider Man films. Hold on, where wait, he wait played. Wait a minute, DC, you're talking about DC versus versus Marvel now. Oh my! Oh, I, I, I even checked to make sure in You've my head. You committed the cardinal I sin. I did. I did that. I deserve lambasting for that. The vultural sin. The vultural sin. The birdman yeah, sin. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. All right. My bad. Backtrack. You are banished from this podcast. Oh. You and your children and your children's children. Oh no. For three months. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. But so I mean, obviously nobody saw this coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I say, it may or may not still happen, but it. The fact that it's being reported like this, these talks are, are almost certainly happening. Mm. And it, they must be pretty far along for them to be reported like this. So I, I think that it stands a decent chance of happening. It would certainly be interesting to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, the, the continuity of these movies is a little bit up in the air right now because you've had, you had the Ben Affleck Batman for a few movies. Now Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman, but that's a younger Batman. Mm-hmm. So is he going to show up in like, some Robert Pattinson going to show up in some new mm-hmm. like Justice League movie and nobody's going to comment on the fact that he's 30 years younger than he was or 20 years younger than he was the last time that you know what I mean yeah. like so that's that's a little weird mm-hmm. um I mean there was 
speculation for a while, and this was like going back a year or two, um, that if they were going to do a Flashpoint movie, that they would use it as a way of sort of rebooting mm-hmm. the movie universe, mm-hmm. um, like they did with the animated movies, kind of, and the comics for that matter, where they could keep what works, like some of the actors that are popular, mm-hmm. like Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. but reset the histories of some of the characters that they want to restart like Mm -hmm. batman for example and or superman up until the recent reports that they were talking about bringing henry cavill back Mm -hmm. um so that would be one way to do it you know Mm -hmm. um so i don't know we'll see i mean they do seem like they're kind of i mean they've they've been putting out really good movies recently you know wonder woman aquaman birds of prey um shazam Mm -hmm. but they do they don't really seem like they have a cohesive direction for a shared universe yeah to the extent that one could even wonder if they're even like are they even thinking of it as a shared universe anymore they're just letting directors do their own completely their own thing which is one way to go but i can't help but feel like marvel has been so successful that even though they sort of stumbled with the shared universe thing out of the gate with their first few movies um that they i feel like the the draw to do something similar to what marvel is doing has got to be pretty strong Mm -hmm. so if they could if they could even introduce one or two characters that are played by like old-timey fan favorite actors and Mm -hmm. have them be like the thread that ties a bunch of different movies together Mm -hmm. um that would be one way to do it i mean it'd certainly be interesting to see him play that character again yeah uh, after 30 plus years right Mm -hmm. so i don't know we'll see if this ends up happening but it was a surprising report and i thought it was pretty cool news See if it, we'll see if it happens. That's or not. amazing. I actually, you want to know something hilarious about this particular news item? I actually saw it in my own Twitter feed, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that's not gonna happen." And I just scrolled past it. I wonder. I saw the headline, and I was like, "Oh, that that'd be cool." Yeah, that's not gonna happen. And I just kept moving. <laughs> well, depending on the way it was phrased, you might have just thought that it was speculation or or like fan that's, casting. That's what I thought. Thing. I thought it was just fan casting. Like it could have been like, "Will Michael Keaton return as Batman?" Yeah, you would have been like, "No, he won't." <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. That's an easy, like, that's an easy no. <laughs> anytime, Moving it's like on. The, it's like the rule of thumb. Anytime a headline asks a question, the answer is always no. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, they um, won't. Saved you at click.com. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. Oh. It'd certainly be cool. I mean, there was a while there where he seemed like he was, I feel like this is what happens to like every actor in these kinds of roles. Yeah. There's a period, not every actor, but a lot where it feels like they try to distance themselves from it. And his, you know, his career was sort of stalling out for a while there not as a result of batman but there was a while there where you weren't really seeing him very much and then his career made a big resurgence recently with first mm-hmm. birdman he yep. was nominated for all sorts of awards for that yeah. and then he was great in spider-man homecoming yeah. he's been doing other interesting stuff so i feel like maybe he's kind of come back around where he's con- it often happens right like sure. they come back around and like you know what i was too uptight about this stuff yeah. it's just you know i can go have some fun with this and it can be part of my career but it doesn't have to be it doesn't the have whole to define defining it, you know thing. what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Because he was very successful even before Batman. I'll, yeah, I'll he was. largely not in dramatic roles. Um, oh, that's true. Because he was, right? Because the whole thing when he was cast, it was that, oh, what, Mr. Mom is going to be Batman? Yeah. Like, he was mostly known for offbeat comedic roles. Mm-hmm. Beetlejuice, Mr. Mom, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. And he didn't look like the role at all. Multiplicity. I think yeah. that was after. That was after. For sure that was after. Because I remember seeing seeing that and thinking, oh, the guy that was in Batman is in this, right? I think yeah. that was him sort of trying to return to quirky comedies afterwards, but it didn't really work as well. Mm-hmm. Probably because the movies weren't as good. As good. Yeah, I think Jack it had Frost. To do, I don't think it had to do with him being typecast Look or something Look at me like listing off his IMDb credits. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll see. We'll see if it ends up happening. Did you know he was in Much Ado About Nothing? I think he everybody was, was in that amazing. Movie. He was so great. I don't know how he found all those funny moments, but he did. His performance was excellent. Oh, it's just so good. Anyway. So should we move on to our comics of the yes, week? Yes, What was your comic of the week? So this week I picked, I don't remember. 
Was you, it Swamp Thing? You picked no. You picked the default. <laughs> no, you, it's you, my default. The question, the deaths oh, of Vic Sage, number three. Oh, it was so good. Nothing else this week sticks out as it does. This one did, even though apparently it didn't stick out hard enough to No comic I read was as memorable as... Um, that one. Uh, which, uh, uh, the, 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 um, just give me a moment. Uh, what, what was the first letter? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, no, the deaths of Vic Sage was really, really interesting. I like the way it was framed, too, where at the end you sort of don't know where he is he's kind of in the room but he's in between he it's like he has one foot in multiple lifetimes and he's experiencing them all like out of sequence and almost simultaneously and it's giving him feedback as to what it is that's after him and has been after him for like multiple lifetimes um i thought the interest the case itself was interesting it was very film noir it was very good and then there was a western element from a another timeline um and that's intersecting with where he is now which is you know in mortal danger yet again and um and then who's the lady with the red hair and then who's the who's the person that you know he was turning into i it's just it's all around really interesting stuff and obviously it feels like in the middle of a story because it is um it's very tied to the rest of the arc but the issue itself was really powerful and compelling and art is really amazing i like the imagery and the use of panels here um the use of panels god that's a pretty sad turn of phrase, but I do. I like the way they were laid out specifically, like to tell the story, how, how much was commit, um, was conveyed non-verbally. And I just think that's pretty powerful in this medium. So I thoroughly enjoyed it is my point. And y'all should read it. So that's my comic of the week. What'd I wouldn't be surprised if they, de- just thinking this through now, if they dedicated the, I'm assuming the next issue is going to be the final issue. There should be a dedication. And in fact, it might be the kind of thing where all comics that month have a like dedication page at the back. What mm-hmm. the, they sometimes do when someone of note dies because Denny O'Neill was the one that really revitalized the question with Dennis Cohen on art, who's doing the art for this series. Oh, cool. So the tie-in is right there. Like the question was one of his signature characters. Um, and with Cohen on art, I feel like it, you know, the the tie-in is right there. So it wouldn't surprise me if you saw a little dedication at the at the end of the final issue. Yeah. So my uh, my pick this week was Strange Adventures number two. Oh, cool. By Tom King. I really enjoyed this one. Um, it does, not much of, I mean, I guess the Adam Strange stuff you get in this one is the pat, the sequence is set in the past on Ran. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that whole storyline is interesting. It's moved along here where he and Alana are kind of fending for themselves in the, in the desert trying to reach this more warlike tribe to mm-hmm. help defend them from the you know the creatures that are attacking uh, their people what are they called again the pock the picts isn't it the picts, picts? or picts. is that a that, is that a historical race that i'm confusing with <laughs> isn't the no, picts P-Y- a real life p-y-k-k-t-s something like um, that but i don't know it was the more the present day stuff that i enjoyed in this one because this issue really focuses on mr terrific um not not a lot really happens with him in this it's just like a series of sequences mm-hmm. of him, you know, his tea spheres are quizzing him. Yeah, that he's, was great. He's thinking about he's thinking about taking the case and figuring out what's going on with Adam Strange. He's mm-hmm. reading Adam Strange's book. He's going over about over. his daily routine. Yep. But it's just such a really, it's just a great way of characterizing him. Like mm-hmm. if, if you'd never read a Mr. Terrific story and you just read the whatever 15 pages in this issue that are about him, I feel like you pretty much know all there is to know, but you know, certainly know about his personality, Mm -hmm. you know, and certain aspects of like how fastidious he is and how meticulous he is and how intelligent he is. You get his, you get his athletic prowess Mm -hmm. in this and then Mm -hmm. his past as as an Olympic decathlete and so on is mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you get how you, you would see like in what high esteem he's held by the superhero community because the fact that Batman would come to this mm-hmm. come to him about this there's even sort of an element of like how he sees himself as a black man in the superhero community mm-hmm. which maybe I'm, I, am, I, am I reading too much into maybe I don't no, think he, I am. it was literally mentioned on like, one, well he doesn't like actually mention his race he's saying like I was I was an Olympic level athlete. I had the, I, I started this business. I did so much for the world and mm-hmm. for technology and everything. But I you know if I come at this guy like this mm-hmm. this hero who's beloved by the world, if someone like me comes at him, I'm going to be the one that gets yep. lambasted, right? Yeah. And I I you know I really I got to feel like that's him saying you know, yep. A black man in America is always one mistake away from being yeah right yeah like crucified, whereas a white guy can be accused of murdering someone and mm-hmm. still get the benefit of the doubt on the late night talk shows, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, nice little touches like that in there. And then, of course, at the end, you know, they remind, in case you haven't, in case you didn't read Jeff John's GSA run 20 years ago, that he had a wife that died in a car crash. And then he later learns that she was pregnant with his unborn child, but he doesn't know the gender. And that's sort of like an interesting thing because he could have probably found out if he wanted to. Why doesn't he, why doesn't he know that? Is it because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to know that? Why does the man who prides himself on knowing everything not want to know that what mm-hmm. does that say about him like and why does that fact inform his willingness to take on adam strange's case the fact that he suspects that adam strange's daughter may not be in fact dead is mm-hmm. this some sort of commonality between him and that there or is yeah, that like a he blind was, spot that he might have what about, was it in the dedication because it feels like i mean that's where the page stopped he was going to go for a read like through number four to my you know my daughter Alana, who i lost who, who in, I lost my wife my life is spent with grief or something yeah. like that and it's like I, but i'm not sure was it him i mean that's what the page we saw michael looking right, at when exactly. he said that but, but was it that or but was he also read the book else? like four times and if it was that obvious right. to him just from reading the dedication he probably wouldn't have read it multiple times so who knows um but i think we'll see what led him to that conclusion but i just think it's interesting like you don't get that immediately it's just something that he he intuited or something and even mm-hmm. batman is surprised by that and we'll have to see how it plays out we're only two issues out of 12 into this but. yeah for me the only thing that i wanted to oh maybe i shouldn't say something not nice but i love tom king i really do but the only reason i didn't pick this issue for my comic of the week because i really like the sequences with um um with mr terrific as as you did also but all of the stuff on Rand felt unclear and very very slow like it would have taken half the panels to tell the same story and because there there were there were spreading sequences but it's like if you didn't I feel like it was an unearned slow pace like it didn't really have a lot of payoff and it didn't really give you a lot in the slowness of the pace of the Rand stuff and it was also unclear I mean this is a question for later times so that's that's probably the author's intent like is this what he, uh, Mr. Terrific is reading in the book, or is this actually what happened? Like what we're seeing on the on Ran, is this an actual factual memory? I think that's meant to be an open question. Or is that? Much yeah, like, yeah, I'm, much, I'm certain. Much yeah. like how and so I don't, many I'm not dinging. In, that's so many not a things ding. in Mr. Miracle were, were subjective or open to interpretation until you got to the final issue, and even yeah. then, you could sort of choose to read where, like, is he? Because it was still unclear, like even in the final issue, I feel like maybe I need to go back and reread it in Mr. Miracle. But like, was he trapped in like some sort of life trap uh, by Darkseid yeah. or was he in like an actual right. death experience or was he dead? Like he wasn't in what we would call like the real world, like the real DC world. Right. But where is he? Can he ever leave? Like if he, he was presented with the choice to leave and decided not to because would this he, is where yeah. his family was, mm-hmm. even if they weren't real. Like it was it was sort of left open to interpretation a little bit. And it may be the same will be true here. Maybe this will be like the truth is in the eye of the beholder. History is written by the victors kind of thing. True. You know, like yeah. 
we might never know, or we might find out later on when those sequences perhaps could be like a Rashomon kind of thing. Maybe those sequences will start to diverge from what Adam is saying in the present or what we, Mm -hmm. what he actually, what we see that he wrote in the book in the present. And we might, that might clue us in like, ah, this is like an idealized version of what happened or, oh, this is what he wrote in the book, but that's not what we're learning actually happened. And Mm -hmm. we'll see, maybe those sequences will start to like, not glitch in the same way that Mr. Miracle did, but start to like look a bit more distressed, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. or maybe like, cause it's two different artists. It's, it's, um, Evan Shaner for the past sequences and Mitch Jarrods from Mr. Miracle for the present sequences. Maybe Miss Jarrods art will like start to bleed into the past sequences mm-hmm. a little bit, like the reality, the harsh reality of the present sort of leaking in and, and tainting his memories of the past or something. Mm-hmm. Like they could do all sorts of interesting things, you know, depending on what that ends up being. But it's mm-hmm. it's it really it's like it's a it's a very rich, you know, rich with possibilities for where they want to go with it. And even if it's just like Tom King is one of those authors that if it's just, even if it's just the character sitting in a room talking for a bunch of issues, mm-hmm. um, like he would write it in such a way that it would be so rich with characterization and everything that, you know, even if it's just Adam's, it, the next issue is just Adam Strange and Mr. Terrific sitting in a room mm-hmm. talking while Mr. Terrific is trying to like lead him down, like trying to like without, without tipping his hand about what he suspects or sort of which quote unquote side he's on, try to get Adam to reveal what actually happened. It's just the two of them talking mm-hmm. for an issue like sign me up for that like right. i'll be all i'll be all there for that um yeah so should we move on to your pop quiz i'm ready okay so this week because i picked strange adventures number two not so much you know what you picked i see um <laughs> i thought i'd quiz you about alien worlds in dc comics so oh. i'm going to name a planet and i want you to name at least two people from that planet so Ooh. if you only name one you get a half point and if you name two or more you can get you get a full point or i guess bonus points so this is two. just to be clear you are quizzing me the girl who is terrible yes, with names. Yes, to be clear, I, I am quizzing you. about I know it's a names. radical departure from what we normally do. No, but with the with the br- name for brains that I have, I mean brain for names that I have. <laughs> you're going to, no, you'll know these planets or at least the vast majority of them. Okay. It's not like I play, but you're still asking random... me to think of a name and then think of two more names. <laughs> this yes. is not a good quiz for me. All right, let's let's try. Let's All try. Right. Number one, Tamaran. Yeah. Tamar- yeah, see, see right there, Tomare. No, Tamaran. I said. Tamaran. Oh my gosh. See, I already ro- ro- thought of it wrong. Um, Tamaran. Oh my gosh. Okay, Tamaran. Well, all right. I think I could do this one because this one's Blackfire and Starfire. There you go. That's two. All Can right. you name any more? I'm not sure even I could name one. <laughs> um, I mean, no, there was but that, you know, there was there that was a, There was big... a girl in Harley Quinn recently who was like her 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 helper while she was oh. going through her trials. And then there was like right. Starfire's she was borderline, like Captain um, of the immortal. Guard character or like her, her like her retainer when she was growing up. But I can't remember that guy's name either. So yeah, I would have just said Starfire and Blackfire too. Okay. So okay, that's one point. All right, number two, Ran. Ran. Oh, well. These have to be people from this planet now. So you can't say Adam Strange because he's from Earth. Um, I can't even remember. <laughs> we just read this comic too. What's his? Alicia? Is that her name? Alicia Tyler. No, but. No. That's not his wife's name. It's a- close. Alyssa? A- nope. A- Aquila? <laughs> nope. A- lit- do you want to do you want to move on to somebody else? Alice? Nope. Well, I don't know his daughter's name, so I can't really say that. What about his father-in-law's well, name? Well, I can't really the professor guy who Professor you know, Guy. Professor Guy, the the doctor ran. <laughs> <laughs> um, doctor, I think there's like an O Okay. No, there's neither. Name? There's neither of those letters. Well, then nothing. No, his I wife's nothing. name is Alana. It's something. His daughter's about... name is Aaliyah, and his father-in-law's name is Sardath. Alana. See, I was very close. And Aaliyah. Yep. Aaliyah and Sardath. Yep. 
Great. So those are my answers. I'm trying to think of the <laughs> Ranian Green, Alana. Green Lantern. Isn't Kalb was the Thanagarian and the Ranian was... Now you're just showing off. No, they were partners, but the thing that Ran and Thanagar like had been at oh. war so many times. So they were partners, but they like hated each other at first, oh. and then they got closer. So I'm like, and so Isamak Call was the Thanagarian, but and I can't remember what the Ranian's name was. I can picture him, but I can't remember. Oh anyway. no, stop it! Because I've got one for you. Ha <laughs> um, Hey, who's who's quizzing who? No, here? one more from Ran. One more from Ran. Okay. Um, um, the um, um, Naomi McDuffie's dad. Her adopted father is right, from Right, but Rand. you can't remember his name. Dad. <laughs> no, it doesn't Dad count. McRan. It doesn't count. Oh, come on. <laughs> Not even half a point. No. I remembered a separate person, somebody you didn't even mention. All right, number three. It's because you're quizzing me about Number names. three, yeah. Oa. <laughs> I'm just going to leave. <laughs> no, well, think about it. Who's who's from... Ganthet? Who? That's one. Oh, I got one. And then... Can you name can one I other do? guardian? Um, the lady isn't her name like Seth or something cool? <laughs> Seth I Myers. I don't know. No, Se- it um, just did start with an it did start with an S and it was four letters though. But in every other way, you were completely <laughs> wrong. Sati? No, Sade. Uh, Sade. Oh, okay, that's cool. Or you could have said Appa Ali Apsa, or what was the name of another guardian? That was the that was the other. That was the other one. That oh, what about what about the reread about the one that turned crazy and evil because he was trapped inside of the early prototype of a ring? He was originally from Oa. Well, there's oh, um, you remember the one with like the rainbow? Well, ring Krona. For, is Krona the one you're talking about? Like one of the one of like the ancient guardians yeah. back before they became all shriveled and small? Yeah, Krona. Yeah, who basically is responsible for the creation of the multiverse? Um, oh, cool. Yeah. All right. All right. So so you got half a point for that one. Yeah, I'll take. So it. you're at one and a half out of three. Number four, Mars. Um, John Jones. Right. And Megan Jones. <laughs> well, that's not her last name. <laughs> you could have just said Megan or Miss Martian. I would have given it to you. But no. What do you mean? I, hey, I didn't amend you. You know I'm talking about Miss Martian. All right. I'll give it to you. Thank what's you. her full name? What's her, what's her secret identity? What's her Earth secret identity that is like derived from her Martian name? Do you remember her full secret identity name? Megan what? It's not Megan Jones. What is it? It's alliterative also. Megan Mullally. <laughs> Megan um, Ma- Marturts. <laughs> Marturts? I don't know. No, Megan Morse. Morse. Right? Because yeah. Megan Morse. Megan Morse. Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so well, I'll give you a full point for that one. Thanks. Number five, Daxum. Ooh. Um, Monel. Right. I won't make you say his real name because in the show, which is mostly what you know him from, Monel was his real name. So I'm yeah. just going to leave that. Thanks. Um, Although your only chance really is... And to, Hercules. I was going to say, your only chance <laughs> is thinking of his real name in the comics, which they gave to that character on the show. Yeah. So it would behoove you to think of what his real name is in the comics. Prince Prince Hercules. <laughs> no, Largand was his, is his real name, which is the name uh-huh. they gave to... His father? That was who that they character did, was. Yeah. And I can't remember his mother's name. Terry, Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. His name. All right. The so queen. you got half a point for that one. Okay. So, yeah. So, three out of five so far. 
I'm wondering if there's another Daxamite that... Well, there's a lot of... You want me to name other Daxamites? I mean... I can name other Daxamites. No, that's all right. The Sodom Yat, who is the Green Lantern Daxamite that just showed up in a recent Justice League arc because he was like he had become a politician now and he came to Earth for help because General Zod had recruited a bunch of Daxamites to become his private army. This was like literally the last story arc in Justice League. All right, number six, Korugar. (laughs) I'm searching the databanks and coming up dry. So zero searches. I can give you. Found. I can give you the most prominent person, but, that but would then take you're one stuck my... trying to think of less prominent people to answer the question. Can you just tell me what the planet is? What do you mean? <laughs> Co- topographically, climatologically, <laughs> what's your? Well, I know it's not the living one. That's its mobile. chief export is, is corn, <laughs> which the Indians call maize. In conclusion, Libya is a land of contrast. Thank you. Whoa. Okay. Um... Simpsons quotes for the win. Um, let's see. No, what's Korrigar again? I can't remember the name of Korrigar. It's Korrigar. I mean, I, mean, I can't remember. <laughs> I can fix that problem for you. Right I can't away. remember what it's from. Like what? What? It's from Green Lantern comics. Korrigar. If that helps. That's not Mongols' homeworld, is it? No, that's War World. That's War World. the one he War travels World. with. Though. War World. War. <laughs> War World. War World. Um, no, War World is the World. the ship planet that he tra- travels in, but that's not his home. Like when he goes home, it's more of like his summer vacation. Spot. That's what I'm saying. It's just his ship. Um, right. No. Okay. So that's not that. I don't know what Korrigar is. I don't know. That's where Sinestro's from. That's Sinestro's planet. Well, then that's. So now think of other people from Sinestro's. Oh, okay. So I can think of his. For example, daughter. people he's related to. Yeah, his daughter who was in one of the Green Lantern runs that I. Or really people liked. that succeeded him as Green Lantern. If you remember who succeeded him as Green Lantern. No, I don't She was know. also in one of the cartoons. Several of the cartoons, I think. Uh, is that also his daughter? Well, no. She came later. Okay. I mean, she also succeeded him, um, but not immediately. I can't. This is so bad. No, it's reaching back to comics. Do you not remember his daughter's Green name? Lantern. Yeah, she was a Green Lantern. She was a Yellow Lantern. I mean, I can see her clear as day. And I think her name starts with an A, but I can't nope. remember. Does it start with... Sa- something with an S. S-A... Sarlacc? That's it. Sarlacc Sarlacc pet? I don't know. Pet comma Sarlacc. I don't know. No, her name was Sorenik Natu. Sorenik. See, that's not so bad. That was his daughter's name. And Kat Matui was the Green Lantern that succeeded him. She was in the Justice League cartoon as the one that trained Jon Stewart. And they had like a romantic relationship. They went and helped her out against um, Despero, who was played by Keith David in that one episode. He had enthralled everybody with his third eye. Remember the whole oh, Grand that I do Cole remember that. that. Kilowog yeah. was in that one too. Yeah. Marcus Chumuk and uh, Gallius Zed got vaporized at the beginning. Poor, they vaporized spherical Rene Albergenois at the beginning oh, of that episode. No. <laughs> oh, okay. So you got uh, three, three out of six. Thank you. I'll take it. All right. Should we move <laughs> I'll on to take our it shows? and run. It's a grueling exercise. Uh, guys, seriously. Ugh, All right. Names. Shows. So we have Agents of Shield, Harley Quinn, and Star Girl. Yes. So this was an interesting episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., almost all black and white. Mm-hmm. A lot more Daniel Sousa in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're led to believe, obviously, he's going to die at the end. And yep. then they end up uh, plucking him out of history, uh, mm-hmm. faking his death, plucking him out of history, and taking him off on their further adventures. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting, yep. seeing him get plopped into uh, seemingly the 70s in the next episode, and then perhaps all the way up to the present. Yep. I saw someone speculate that maybe this, <laughs> if they really want to close the loop, what if they end up dropping him off in like 2012 or something mm-hmm. and he becomes a cop in New York City and that's why he's a cop uh, and Vergojach is a cop in New York City in yeah. the Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the same guy. Maybe. 
Um, but no, then he would actually have recognized Captain America, wouldn't he? Right. Although I exactly. guess there's nothing in that scene to indicate that he didn't. He just didn't seem particularly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But I think that's probably, that's unlikely that they'll do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise it was, it was very good. Uh, Clark Gregg gets to do this sort of film, speaking of film noir from your, your comic pick, uh, Clark Gregg gets to kind of do this film noir voiceover yeah. over the yeah. whole thing. There's a lot I like of the way they like set it up too, that he was an LMD. A train and, yeah. you know, getting a drink and the, in the restaurant in car, the dining, the dining car, car and yeah. all sorts of other sort of film noir kind of things. Everybody gets to wear yeah. 50s style outfits with the really ridiculously short ties. Yes. <laughs> and we yep. get to see um, uh, not Freddie, Frederick. Oh, Fredericton. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, uh, Wilfred, Wilfred Malik. Fredericton Malik, the third. Yes. Um, grown up with a really dumb looking beard. Yeah. I don't know. It's a 50s beard. What do you want? Did people, but beards weren't even that common in the 50s. No, they Everybody, really all the men weren't. were like really clean shaven. And yeah. that was like if you were a beard, you were a weird hippie, right? Although mm-hmm. hippies, it was kind of early for hippies. Hippies, <laughs> hippies hadn't been invented yet. Yep. Um, Predates the, yeah. The invention hippies. of the hippie. Mm-hmm. Created, as we know, in 19- by, by John Hippie, PhD. <laughs> I see. In, uh, in Cambridge in uh, 1960. Um, <laughs> and named for him. But uh, yeah, no, but it was a really good episode. It continues to be a fun season. Yeah, we learn more about what's going on with May. They she's ramped sort of up like the stakes. An emotionless the, blank yeah. slate unless she's near Touching someone, somebody. and she sort of becomes no, she like has an to have physical contact, like sounding board kind of. Yeah, she she physical. Well, to contact. have full to have full effect, but she was getting concerned vibes off of Simmons when Simmons was just hovering over her. No, she medic- was touching her leg. Don't you remember? That's how they discovered it because Yo Yo looked at uh, Simmons touching her leg in sympathy and in concern, and then she removed her, walked back to the other door where you. Mm, what about I'm now? Pretty sure it's there fading. were other instances where people were close to her but not directly touching her because they 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 quote they cited several instances of this affecting her over the past couple of episodes and in every single one of them somebody had made physical contact with her so so when 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 may saw the shield artifact that they'd taken in the previous episode that really just looked like a horseshoe or something and she was in awe of it oh yeah simmons was like did she have like her hand on her shoulder in yes. that scene because mm-hmm, she was excited or she something. really have her hand on her shoulder she was touching her in that simmons was yeah, touching May yeah. in that scene yeah. why I really don't think they were they were touching it. No, I think she was because Simmons was excited and Simmons was full on nerd nerd moment, mm-hmm. and so she kind of just gripped the person sure beside her. They, they did. They definitely did say that proximity is how it works, but I don't think you need to have because because to, to we'll have to, to rewind to, the tape. To, to but I'm pretty sure out, to test it out, they didn't. Uh, Yo Yo didn't just say take your hand off of her. She said let's step to the other side of the room, and that was what did it. So no, I think she literally took her quite, hand off and took. And then one they step stepped back. like six yeah, feet okay, back. So they stepped, yeah, they I think it is. I think it's a question of degrees. Um, but but yeah, she we'll she tried to test it by picking up Coulson's LMD hand, and it didn't work. Yeah, I know, but that doesn't prove anything because she wouldn't get anything any off of him anyway because he's a robot. Fair. Mm. I still think I'm right. I still think she has to have physical proximity. No, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so Harley Quinn says so the penultimate episode of the season. So they take down Doctor Psycho. Darkseid shows up, decides not to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all the all the truths are laid bare when Dr. Psycho basically broadcasts um, what uh, Harley and Ivy were up to on Themyscira. So yeah. now Kite Man knows what, what went on and mm-hmm. we're left to Wonder see about what, the repercussions. Uh, what happens next week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Another so good episode. So did everybody, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not really a lot to say about this one, though, I don't think, right? Do you have a lot to say about this one? Uh it was really funny. I think that one thing that I'll mention is that Darkseid actually gets some funny presence in this one. Because before you were saying that Darkseid could have just been plucked out of the previous exist- incarnations of Darkseid, he was 
in he was dark side with funny things happening around him but in this one he was outright funny he was hilarious yeah but again he was funny he was very in a dangerous menacing he was the straight man like he wasn't making jokes he was saying things that were funny given like the absurdity of what was going on like it's fair but he wasn't making puns or anything like that. no yeah no so Stargirl, this one was called the Justice Society. So we get the four Aww. the four kids go out in full costume for the first time. Um, and soundly get beaten. Just Yeah, and they face off against uh, Sportsmaster and Tigress. Which was great. They really feel like it was, hev- the, the version of Sportsmaster here really feels, feels heavily informed by the Young Justice version. Yes. Because that's mm-hmm. really the first time that that character was cool or intimidating at I all. Know. In the comics, he was, I mean, kind of a lame villain, right? Yeah. But... They gave him all sorts of really cool things to do and this cool attitude in Young Justice. And this version feels like he's a little different because the whole thing with like him and his wife mm-hmm. as, as like members of the community and cheering on their daughter at the games and so on. Like that's not something that the Young Justice version would do because he was yeah. like, you know, he wouldn't have had he wouldn't have had he, he didn't. I mean, he cared. I guess you could say he cared about his daughter, but he was not the sort of like it was not a helicopter parent it was the exact opposite in young justice right yeah um so that that's a little bit of a tweak but in terms of like his persona when he's in costume and everything and the way that he's the manners in which he's dangerous Mm -hmm. because you know there's some some equipment you can use to play sports that's actually like if someone throws a javelin at you with any degree of skill you're in trouble right (laughs) yeah just you know it's not just for it's not just for playing sports yeah um but yeah their their fight was was cool um there's you know, their bit, fights multiple fights a bit more of a mystery setup like exactly what exactly what they're doing the bad what guys what satellites was... did the gambler get access to um and also now we're we're having them all be accepted by pat as both an inevitability and also like the first time that they they're actually going to be making a team now. Yeah, I'm glad that they didn't drag that out because he's a, he's a smart guy. Like mm-hmm. he's like, look, they're going out there one way or the other. I can either like continuously, I can either try to like ground them, mm-hmm. which wouldn't really Won't work because he only has direct supervision over one of these four. Right. right? Mm-hmm. He could try to take all the stuff back, but he that can't really do that. No. Like they could, now that they have this gear, they could all overpower him if they wanted to. Well, yes, yes. Or they put could. out a restraining order, <laughs> or so, like so, tell their parents that he attacked them and you know get him arrested. Yeah. Like you know, it's not it's not not really going to work. So he either tries to escalate things that way, or he tries to like de-escalate things and train them, mm-hmm. um, which he's going to do. And not only that, but it's important for the kids to understand his value because they all sort of told him off and they're all sort of like oh that's st- stupid grown up he's just kind of you know being a wet blanket over everything that we're trying to do here and also like who is this guy anyway like why why is he even what did he contribute to the justice society and then they see the ginormous robot that saved their necks and they're like oh wow he built this holy crap we underestimated him big time and it's nice for Courtney too throughout the episode to be like the one who's more uh, defensive of him like when they're yes, saying like he, that oh, was you know, great. Was he know, and she's like, well, you know, he did, he he did, at, he did, he did tell me to get the stuff back. Like she's yeah. she's trying to do what he says, she, mm-hmm. and not not just because like he's an adult, because she actually does like respect See him his and get point. where he's yeah, coming and, from. And not only that, but she's like, not yeah. she's not like she is sneaking out behind his back, but she's she doing feels, it in the most respectful way possible. It's true. She really feels bad about breaking his trust and she, she did come to it's not like she it's not like she said oh i'm gonna really i'm gonna really show him yeah like, it's like she tried to come to him first and say we should we should mm-hmm. recruit a new team and he said no mm-hmm. and so she's like well i guess i'm gonna have to do it myself like yeah. she, it's not like she 
wanted to go behind his back. He right. just kind of left her no choice if the job was going to get done. So, And then, of course, there's the great scene at the end where she so gets fantastic. put in his shoes, where she's, <laughs> she's now the older voice of reason, and she's like, oh, they, they, they didn't, didn't listen they didn't to me listen, at all. It didn't was, to orders, so it was like in one ear and out the other, huh? <laughs> yeah, and they ran off by themselves. They didn't follow the plan at all. I was just trying to keep them safe. That must be really, really frustrating for you. And maybe even a little annoying. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I see what you did And the little subplot with Mike having his science Amazing. fair thing and Barbara oh, going that was to, really nice. to uh, be there for him and support him. Poor and Mike. He was like, no, nobody's going to be, nobody's parents are going to be there. I'm going to be the looking like a nerd with, with parents here. Well, that so was a lie, come. right? Like, it's not like No, he... I think that he meant it. I no, think that I he meant it because so. he looked around and he actually felt bad that he didn't well, have anybody my, there. Well, my take was that he, he, he didn't want he didn't want her to come because he thought it would make him look uncool or whatever. Even though he knew that other other he's like, even though he knew that other kids were going to have their parents there, yeah. he didn't want to be the guy who's like new stepmom showed up at the science fair, right? Because he thought it would make him look uncool. That was your takeaway. Well, I, I read it differently. I, he, I actually trying, thought it was just he he's made trying a to be bad the cool. Call. He's trying to be the cool kid when in fact he actually did want them to come. Oh. Especially once he got there, he felt like Well, yeah, lonely. once he got there. But I don't um, think that he knew that other people's parents were actually going to no, come. You no, know, so. you know when you're like when a school is doing a big science fair, you know whether you, whether parents are invited or not. That's not the kind of thing that comes as a surprise to you on the day. Otherwise, the other parents wouldn't have known to show up if it was That's, if the kids didn't know the parents were invited or not. So I think he I think he mm. knew, but he he like he he was trying to be cool. He was trying to play it off as cool. Like, no, I don't want you guys to come. I'll be fine. Then he gets there and he realizes, like, oh, you know what? I actually kind of wish someone was yeah. here to support me. Um, so it was nice that it, that they had that moment. And then the that's end nice. where they're like snacking. On the <laughs> to get the moment. You want some dinner? <laughs> it was great because that's exactly yeah, yes. As um as a new mom, I can tell you, yes, that's sometimes what dinner looks like, <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a that's good episode. Great. On the couch so next episode, I Did think you try we... the marshmallow, uh, the marshmallow. What was it? The marshmallow citizen or something? They're delicious dipped in chocolate. Anyway, so the next episode, I think we start <laughs> to get the origin of her like um, main rival supervillain character on the show, who we've seen bits and pieces of, but oh, haven't really become queen a supervillain yet. Queen B. Where are you getting that from? I don't know. That's she was a queen B. Marina Sirtis. Hilarious, but also yes. No. Oh. I think you're thinking of the right character on the show, but that's not the right alias. Anyway, you'll see. Okay. I, I'm looking forward to it. No, I thought it was... Okay. Well, yeah. Somebody mentioned it somewhere. I don't know. It stuck. I was like, oh, I didn't think that's who it was. But. Well, it is. Someone might have used that phrase. It is a, fra- it is a right. phrase, but it's not... It wasn't meant to hint at their eventual well, supervillain identity. She also it. had like bee earrings or something as part of that Halloween earrings. costume. <laughs> Good one. No, that's not... Hint- that, that wasn't hinting at anything. <laughs> really yeah why the close-up then i don't know all right so that's out of the window i'm looking forward that's to the show <laughs> i'm looking at you i'm like anything else did i i nope, felt like i interrupted it okay <laughs> um beerings that's gonna be that'll be tickling my funny bone for a while now so if you want to reach out to the show, we have an email address, mailbag at smartspodcast.com. our website is www.smartspodcast.com. our twitter address is at Smarts Podcast, and our Facebook address is facebook.com slash smartspodcast. How about a funny sound for us? I don't have one. How about... Ooh, <laughs> see.